the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, the media. Watch the ongoing media propaganda. It's like watching Pravda. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. We needed to speak up as a church about some of these issues that we're facing in the nation. Because heterosexuality is God's good intention and design. Parents are a little bit too complacent sometimes about, oh, how bad can it be? It's very bad. It's bigger than most people realize. And it's basically sexualizing children. That's what it is. Because you cannot be truly conservative and be advocating for so-called rights on the basis of what God says is a sin. Yep, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still, still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I am Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to read my articles on wnd.com, also on barbwire.com, and of course at missionamerica.com and elsewhere out on the web and be sure to check out my book which is called Maybe He's Not Gay Another View on Homosexuality written especially for teens and youth and you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com What's the number one thing we need to be aware of today? Now there are many ways That could be answered, of course, but one very big one to me lately, and probably to many of you, is this. We need to watch out that we are not being manipulated, and we can be manipulated as Christians quite easily if we are not watchful and discerning because of our standards, because of our compassion, and because there are so many sources of false information also known as fake news today. And so we really have to watch what's going on. One of the areas we are being manipulated in the most heavily, of course, is the homosexual agenda. And I'm going to talk more about some aspects of that in a moment. But another one, and it relates to that, is social justice. Have you heard that term? The term social justice is being held up in many Christian churches, evangelical, supposedly Bible-adhering churches. And let's set this up by talking about what one pastor in Texas is doing. His name is Grady Arnold, 
and he is objecting to the inclusion of social justice concepts in Southern Baptist churches. And they have an upcoming meeting in June where this will be discussed, and he's submitted a resolution. And he's very concerned. And is this concern legitimate? You know, what he's really saying is that social justice is what he calls a vehicle for all kinds of agendas pro-abortion, pro-homosexual, and essentially anti-law enforcement, and a whole range of other anti-gospel messages. Well, how does this get started in churches? Well, the whole idea of social justice starts with an identity as an oppressed person. You know, a person believes they are part of a separate group. And the idea starts that you and your group have been mistreated for so long that you need to be empowered to act in ways that actually may not even be just or even legal against those you define as privileged or who are your oppressors. Now, many of you will recognize this as a basic aspect of socialism or Marxism. Does the Bible talk about people in these terms? Very seldom. Very seldom. Jesus talks about the poor as a group, I guess, and the rich, and makes it clear people who have more are to help the poor. We're also to help widows and orphans. I don't know that there are a lot of widow social justice activist groups today. But Jesus also says we are to have no partiality among people. We are to treat all with the same justice. Would the racial political groups today buy into that? The ones that are screaming that we are such a racist society after we just finished two terms with a biracial president? It's just, it's silliness is what it really is. How about those who identify and practice the LGBT sins? And that's what they are, folks. Make no mistake, homosexuality and gender rebellion, not just the feelings that may be unwanted, but if they're embraced and claimed proudly and acted on proudly and defiantly, this is a grave sin. And these are gravely sinful identities as well. No one should adopt a sin identity. Well, social justice is a term that's really all about Marxist left-wing politics. It's all about the exaltation of power all in the name of we're powerless, but no. These folks want power to be able to punish the people they imagine are oppressing them. They want power over other people through manipulation, intimidation, and propaganda. And that's where the false news is coming in, the fake news. This is not equality, but far from it, and it's not biblical. In the Bible, we are to treat every person as our neighbor, and practice the golden rule while never excusing sin, of course, but that also includes in ourselves. We are to be accountable one to another. So keep a watchful eye on what happens about this issue of social justice at the Southern Baptist Convention's June meeting, and uh, watch for it in your churches. It's an insidious concept, and most of it, not everything there, but most of it is power politics of the left, and it doesn't line up with God's standards most of the time.
Another area today where we are being manipulated following the Me Too movement, you know, has been all about women who suffered sexual abuse. And that's really a good thing that all this has come out. But uh, another area where we're being manipulated right off the bat is that those who want our kids, for whatever reason, to be sexually corrupted as early as possible, have jumped on this as an opportunity to devise new and diabolical ways to give kids education on the subject of consent about sexual behavior, but it quickly goes in a very unhealthy direction. Look out, because here come the radical sexuality educators using the idea of consent to implement new explicit sex ed in schools, all in the name of protecting kids as they give them refusal skills. Well, okay, but how many times in the last two decades have well-meaning parents fallen for social engineering programs on so-called safety, including bullying prevention programs, only to look just below the surface and see that these are vehicles for sexualizing kids early for the pro-abortion and the pro-homosexuality agendas. Consent in sexuality is, of course, important to educate kids about. But here's the issue. What does that say about kids regarding the opposite? That if you do consent, does that make it okay? Does that mean that anything you do say yes to is normal, acceptable, healthy, moral? That a 14-year-old girl whose 15-year-old boyfriend is urging her to have intercourse, that if she's okay with this, then everything is great? It's not great. And we know that teens and younger kids should only learn about the idea of consent if they are being educated about abuse. But too often today, the matter of consent is incorporated into sex ed, and then they have role-playing games about how far should we go. The standard for kids should be no sex until marriage. That is the time-honored, well-established best way for kids to develop a healthy attitude toward themselves, to finish their schooling, to have uncomplicated lives that don't involve sexually transmitted diseases, early pregnancy, interruption of schooling, traumatic heartbreak, and so on and and on and on. That is where true safety lies. So on the matter of sexual consent, parents in Albemarle County, Virginia, which is near Charlottesville, found out recently just how far those who want to peddle porn to our kids will go and doing so all in the name of consent. Two videos were shown to 28 ninth grade girls that featured sex educator and YouTube personality Lacey Green. She's known for an awful lot of very explicit material out there. It was, these these videos were about male and female pleasure in great detail. I will not be able to give you the contents here. It was totally age inappropriate, yet it was supposedly related to the idea of sexual consent and what is called a sex positive approach 
and lessons along that line from a group, local group in Charlottesville called the Sexual Assault Resource Agency. Oh, the good news is that the community exploded with parental anger. The bad news is that these kids have already been exposed to the very disturbing elements and the normalization of that behavior in the scenes in these videos. Again, this is called, they called this, a sex-positive approach. In other words, all this stuff is okay and it's even good for you teens to be doing, involved in very detailed and graphic and intimate sexual activity in all directions. This was part of um, a group of lessons, a curriculum, which included this statement, quote, Sex as a spectrum. It's not all penetration. What do each kinds look like for different people? There is no right way to have sex as long as it's consensual and safe. Unquote. Remember, this was all about 14-year-old girls hearing this. 14-year-old girls in ninth grade. And the lessons close with a group brainstorm about, quote, keeping consent sexy, unquote. So that's where consent goes. The goal of showing 14-year-old girls how to say no also includes how to say yes in multiple innocence-assaulting ways. So always be aware of that aspect of the teaching of so-called consent skills to our kids. Not that kids should not be given instruction on how to resist rape and assault, but be aware of who is teaching this and what the bottom line is and what the corollary is. Are they then turning around and normalizing consensual sex at that age? The Christian legal firm Liberty Council recently sent a letter to the Virginia school citing the possible violation of several portions of Virginia state law that prohibits showing offensive material to a minor and so on. And the lawyers from Liberty Council also reminded the school about the violation of parental rights. That's another aspect of what's going on today with this issue of consent. You see, parents and grandparents, while progressive radicals are busy trying to empower kids to give consent to life-altering, often dangerous identities and behaviors, they are simultaneously working furiously to strip parents of the right to say no to pornographic explicit material and to direct the upbringing of their children themselves. Parents were given no notice about these videos and these lessons, and that is deliberate, friends. These progressives know that parents don't want kids to learn this dangerous garbage full of perversion, which will harm kids. It will lead them into harmful, life-changing behavior and not for the better. Not only are parents being given no notice about some of the more graphic elements of sex education, schools are now withholding information about the behavior of children at school at the request of the student. This is becoming the new standard in some schools, especially in relation to the transgender issue, that is, gender confusion. The student 
even child, it can be middle school and even younger, the student who wants to pose as the opposite sex at school, who does not do so at home and does not want this disclosed to parents, shouldn't mom and dad know about this? Should the school be in collusion with the child to keep this life-changing information about this behavior from their families? We will discuss this more when we return here on Mission America Radio. This is Linda Harvey. Stay with us. We'll be right back following these messages. Don't go away. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. And we're talking today about the manipulation of several terms. We talked first about social justice. Now we're talking about manipulating the term consent, in other words, for sexual consent or parental consent about what is taught to your children. And while children are being urged to consent to harmful conduct at younger and younger ages, parents are being cut out of the equation wherever schools seem to be able to get away with it among some schools. Now we know there are still many schools that do respect and value parental involvement and we praise God for those, but be very aware, parents, that there are many teachers and educators out there who believe parents are an obstacle. While children and teens are being instructed to very quickly consent to life-changing behavior, parental consent is blocked at every turn. In the state of Delaware, the education officials there are still considering a bizarre regulation that would let children claim any gender identity or race they wish without parental knowledge or consent. It's called Proposed Regulation 225. A child of any age could make this decision and the school would line up in collusion with the secret between them and the child and cut the family and the parents out altogether. This is the new trend. You know that parents are to be omitted from the picture on especially gender identity issues. That is the new standard put out by a sample school transgender policy from our good old friends, GLSEN, the Gay, Lesbian, and Straight Education Network, always looking out for ways to corrupt, deceive, and ruin the lives of children and treating parents as enemy combatants in this tug of war for the souls, lives, and health of America's youth. They want to corrupt our kids and they'll do it with or without our permission. So there are a number of schools and states have implemented those kinds of regulations where the more leftist states are implementing at the state level or the local level. Again, the, the a bill that would just cut parents out of the knowledge of the child at school who is dressing and acting as the opposite sex. The good news is that some sanity still remains. There is a new bill in Ohio for 
uh, parental rights. It would state that schools are required to inform parents about what they are calling gender dysphoria, that is confusion about gender, uh, and that kind of behavior on the part of their minor children. And it would prevent any parents from losing custody if they are in disagreement with their child over transition treatment for sex change. That can never actually happen. But there are the puberty blockers and the hormone treatments that are given, dangerous experimental drugs given by many of these children's hospitals, such as Cincinnati Children's Hospital, where a, you know, the recent case where parents lost custody and the grandparents gained custody of a teenage girl who wanted hormone treatments. So this bill at the Ohio State House would prevent the loss of custody in a dispute over gender confusion. But in Indiana, there was a similar bill. It was parental notification about both sex education and gender confusion kept from the parents, but going on at school. And it was gutted at the last minute. It ended up with virtually nothing that was helpful. When the ACLU got involved, people were just so sad over the way it was manipulated in the wrong direction. So let's hope that doesn't happen here in Ohio for the new parental rights bill. You know, this notion of child consent and parental consent and manipulating it all just seems to attract perversion peddlers. There was uh, there, there have been a lot of cases of public libraries being used for so-called educating children uh, about sexuality and gender confusion. There was one situation at a Maryland library in St. Mary's, Maryland last spring where there was this sex ed presentation for teens. It was announced and guess what? Parents had to give their consent. Problem was they signed off and then they were banned from the presentation. It was confidential. Why would you ever sign off on something that you did not know the content of? Well, anyway, the presenter was a lesbian counselor, quote unquote. She once owned a sex toy shop. That's the kind of people that we're getting to, quote unquote, educate our children. And teens were, were told that they could ask any question they wanted. And there were a lot of people that got involved, a lot of activists, religious leaders. They got the uh, workshop canceled, but then it was rescheduled. But really, our libraries being used for this kind of corruption of children, it is terribly sad. We know another example where it's, you just can't believe this is happening in Oregon. I've mentioned this before. 15-year-olds can now consent to hormone therapy for supposed, again, sex change, which can never actually happen. It's all cosmetic and it's a big masquerade, but they have the ability to consent to this without their parents' knowledge and it is paid for by Medicaid. Yes. So you see how this works. The subject is allegedly consent. It moves quickly to a, another entire goal, which is healthy sexuality or messing with a child's notions about his or her own basic anatomy and biology. Talk about really disrupting a child's basic stability, but that's what folks will do unless we step in and say, sorry, this is anti-science 
This is anti-morality. It's ungodly. It is very wicked, and and we're just not going to put up with it anymore. There is no such thing as healthy sexual behavior for teens or children. What's healthy is no sexual behavior. Yeah, and there's children involved here. Eleven-year-olds in middle school are involved in sex education. Some sex education is now starting in some schools in fourth and fifth grade. And of course, there is no excuse for any school encouraging secret gender confusion for kids. You know what should a school be teaching children about consent? Well, for one thing. If the discussion is consent, they should first of all learn that they should not be ever consenting to sexual behavior when they are still minors, and that sex should be reserved for marriage. So the ethic of sexual abstinence until marriage is not only in the best interests of every child; the godly parameters are well established. Our children do not have the maturity, nor should they be burdened down with. The complications of early sexuality. That's all we have time for today. Just remember that with God, all things are still possible. Have a great day. For more information, log on to missionamerica.com. Be sure to listen to Mission America every Saturday afternoon from one to one thirty here on AM eight eighty and one hundred four point five FM. The Word WRFD. And remember, with God, all things are still possible. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary Flynn deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.